welcome back to the Entertainment Ghost Pop podcast for all things entertainment, crossover with all things pop culture, meaning TV, movies, music, sports, video gaming, all fair topic on this podcast. This week I've got more Friends Reunion. It's a part two, part two episode of the big Friends Reunion, including how many people watched I'm going to talk about some numbers on the viewership for the HBO Max Friends Reunion special and also they have released some extra footage. I'm going to discuss that along with my top 10 all-time favorite Friends episodes on this episode of the podcast. So of course we are one week out since the big premiere of the Friends Reunion on HBO Max. And we've got some numbers that have come out, how many people watched, and the numbers were very impressive, as expected. They uh, HBO Max has said it was almost as big as Wonder Woman 1984 as far as viewership on HBO Max. There was an estimated 29% of U.S. streaming homes watched the Friends reunion on May 27th, which was the first day of release. Now, to compare that to Wonder Woman 1984... That had 32% on of all U.S. streaming homes on Christmas Day, which was, of course, in 2020. So Friends was right there, and that's a pretty impressive number, 29%. The number I want to hear, which, of course, we won't know this uh, for a little bit anyway, I'm assuming. I hope they put this out. I want to hear what the subscriber numbers were, like what... What did the subscriber numbers go up to with this reunion? How many people, how many new subscribers or even returning subscribers like me? I've said this before, but again, I'm one of those subscribers that jumps around from streaming service to streaming service. When something new pops up that I want to see, I jump in, subscribe for a month and get out. Unless it's something, you know, where they're rolling out episodes over time or something. And even then, I tend to kind of wait. I have noticed that I do that. I will tend to wait. If uh, if there's a show I want to see, I'll wait till most of the episodes are up there. So I want to see what the subscriber numbers were for this. And also one thing from HBO Max that we got, I was not expecting this, but a very pleasant surprise. They have put up some extra content of deleted scenes, so to speak, I guess, from the Friends reunion. Maybe even some, not not especially deleted, but maybe even some that were kind of extended scenes. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that we learned in some of these extra scenes. We had BTS. They were on there discussing their favorite scene of Friends, and they talked about it being the trifle scene from the Friends Thanksgiving where Rachel accidentally combines (laughs) two things into one for this trifle and it's just a horrible disaster for uh for this that she cooked and of course there's the funny scene with them eating it and some of them trying to uh pretend to eat you know and all that so it's good stuff and they said that was their favorite episode BTS and they had a fun segment on the stage here to where uh, Matt LeBlanc was asked what was actually in that that you were eating and he said it was ladyfingers and whipped cream is what he said it was 
and he actually brings out a trifle like this is this is what it is and we're gonna have jennifer try it she's like "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh i'm not trying this she said uh you said it was lady fingers of whipped cream this is not what this is and she tried like the top layer of it and she's like nope that's it i'm done no (laughs) more no more okay i don't want any more of that disgustingness so it was funny and the next thing, this was this was neat info, I thought. They talked about the opening credits with, you know, of course, the famous theme song and everything with how that came about. And they said that the first plan was, as far as opening credits and everything, was that they just set them in the coffee shop with them all playing cards, and then they just recorded individual clips of them like looking at the camera and maybe making a face or something while they're playing cards just think of something think of like the full house reaction when you remember like their opening credits it was very much like that it was very 90s it was very 90s with how they did it they said that they were told that there was not going to be a title sequence that's what NBC originally told them So the editor got the pilot all done. He got the pilot episode all done and finished, complete, no more, no more work. They get a note saying that the opening of the show was too slow for them. They wanted, if you're very familiar with the pilot, you know that a lot of the opening of the first episode is them sitting around talking, telling stories, and a lot of dialogue. They got a note that said that NBC said that the show was too slow for them in the open and that they wanted some of the dialogue at the beginning cut out, to which the creator said, no, we we wanted this dialogue in all along. This was what this is the plan. This is how we wanted this slow start to the pilot episode to where you get the dialogue and you get to know the group. So they get another note saying if you don't cut some of the dialogue and pace it up, you're not going on the air. Okay, give us an hour. (laughs) So they bring the editor in. He comes in. They pick out random shots that the stuff they had already recorded that was very similar to what you see in, uh, in the opening credits where you see the really quick takes of, you know, scenes from the show and they do that and make a quick opening sequence and they actually roll footage of this in. It just wasn't very pretty. I mean, it was it was fine for what it was, but I guess I'm comparing it to what it turned out to end up being and comparing it to that. The other, I don't know, it almost looked like early 90s-ish. Of course, I know, you know, Friends premiered in 94, but... I don't know. It just it felt very like late 80ish just with uh with how they did it. It was kind of interesting. So they do that, they put it in and then they actually didn't cut out any of the dialogue and they said NBC was happy and like, "See, that's better." They they liked it much better. Now, as far as what we were used to, what we're used to now with the main titles, I'll be there for you, The Fountain. This was something that they did later on after they had already been shooting episodes, 
they said that they were on they were shot on the Warner lot is where they found this fountain. They said they were looking around the Warner lot trying to find things that would look cool for you know a shot like a some a cool like background for them to shoot this at. And they found the fountain and they thought it looked like New York City. They thought it could it could go with that. It could be something that you would see in a New York City kind of scenario. So they went for it. They actually did not have the theme song done yet. So when you see them all dancing around to music, they're just playing some random song for them to dance to. It's not the theme song at all. And they actually didn't even remember what the song was. I'd be fascinated to learn what it was. And if you remember, there's one shot with Jennifer Aniston to where it looks like she's lip syncing with the lyrics. And it was just kind of a editing trick a little bit to where that's not the actual song she's lip syncing to. She's lip syncing to whatever fill in the blank song was at the time. That's what she was dancing to and singing to. And they said it was, you know, as far as details of when they shot it, it was a very cold night. They said they shot that for four hours till two o'clock in the morning. And they just really gave credit to the cast so that they were they were up for it. They were having fun. Even as cold as it was and as cold as the water was, they were all about it, you know, going into the water and doing all that. And it just, they said it all came together. And of course, you know, the opening credits or... The opening credits are just epic, you know, with that show. Bob Newhart makes an appearance here just talking about his thoughts on the show. I really enjoyed getting his perspective on it. And at first he starts off doing a read of Smelly Cat. That was pretty funny. And I liked his opinion on Friends. He said that people loved Friends because it was their life or what they wanted their lives to be, especially in that time frame. And he talked about Lisa Kudrow and Phoebe and just talked about how great Lisa was in that role. And he also talked about how he knew somebody that was like Phoebe and how everybody has a Phoebe in their life and just how great that character was. Next thing they had was a fan's package. Then we saw this in the actual show we saw that where we had a lot of fans from all over the world sharing their favorite lines what the shows meant to them and I talked about this last week about and I'm glad that this was in here because this backed up what I was saying I talked about how friends really saw a boost post 9-11 because people just wanted something normal something they were familiar with something just easy and fun to laugh at and enjoy. They talked to one guy that was from New York City and he said he was saying that to that point of when friends came back that all they had seen up to that point on their TV was post 9/11 coverage and the recovery and just all this that's what their TV of course had been flooded with there in New York City. And he said when friends came back that him and his family sat around the TV for 30 minutes laughing, enjoying it, having fun. He said that it was the first time that they had felt any sort of normal in, in a while. And, you know, I've said that. That's the same thing I said. That's 
they got a ratings boost from that. And Friends was a very feel-good sitcom show for all of us that just needed something normal, something that's just our normal everyday, we laugh at, we enjoy, and that was it. And we get a lot of other things where you talk about, there's a a lot of clips of fans from other countries, and several of them talked about how they learned English by watching Friends, which I thought was just, that's awesome. That's very, very awesome. And see things like fans doing Friends-style weddings and proposing at a Friends festival and just a lot of cool stuff like that. They talked to Jim Burroughs, who was, he directed the pilot and the other episodes, other episodes, and of course he took some time to reflect on Friends as well. He said that he did several pilots that year and that this was the last one that he did that year. And he actually joked saying that as far as the cast, they were the only pilot actors left that pilot season. And that was why they got hired. They were all laughing about it. So, well, yeah, actually, we probably were the, were the last uh, pilot uh, cast members that were left. He said that they were the right people for the right roles at the right time. And he... They talk, The cast talked about, I think it was Jennifer that said this. I don't know. I think it was her. She said that at the time, if she didn't say it, somebody else did. He had said to each of them that this is going to be a very special show and be extraordinarily successful. So to make sure that the six of you support each other and take care of each other because this is going to be big. And you six are going to need to be able to lean on one another. because, And it's kind of like what was in that last week with the actual show where they talked about that nobody else is going to know what you're going through because the six of you are going through this big sudden fame at the same time to where your families are not even going to understand what you're going through. So I like that he saw that ahead of time and you know, really laid that down to them that, you know, this is, this has really potentially a chance to be big and you six need to take care of each other and rely on one another. So I really like that. We had Allison Janney who popped on here and she was talking about, you know, where she was starting to get acting at the time when Friends was on and that she, what Friends, the actual look of the show and the feel of Friends was what she had just went through with her life in New York City and how it was very comparable. And she felt like the show was just so successful because it was so relatable with the stories and characters. And she talked about the London wedding, said the show was so great at making you laugh because they could make you laugh one moment and then they'd make you cry the next. And she talked about the wedding with Rachel going to try to stop the wedding and how she felt that was so relatable to everyone, to where everyone's got that person that got away, you know, and you wanted and you wanted to stop it and not let that person get away. And then when Rachel goes over there to try to stop the wedding, everybody related to her. But yet she went to stop the wedding, but she ended up not stopping the wedding. And of course, we saw what ended up happening with Ross saying, <laughs> saying the wrong name and the wedding all stopping and everybody reacting. 
And Allison talked about how there's just this moment of silence after that hits of, oh, what happens now? Oh my goodness, I can't believe that just happened. And she talked about how it was a wonderful earned silence that could have went on forever. And she said, and it did for four months because we got left on that cliffhanger of just silence of what happens now. So yeah, just some very cool extras that they put up there. I was very excited to get some more bonus content as that is something I was not expecting. So let's go into my top 10 favorite Friends episodes ever. Of course, back in uh, November on the podcast, I did my top 10 favorite Thanksgiving Friends episodes of all time. And I haven't done this on a podcast. I thought it was pretty fitting time to do it. I actually wrote a blog on this back at the time when I ranked these in order. And so I went back and looked at my blog post and figured out what I had everything ranked. So let's talk about it. These are my top 10 favorite Friends episodes ever. Let's start at number 10. I've got the one where they all turn 30, which is Season 7, Episode 14. It aired on February 8th, 2001. This is just a very funny episode where Rachel's turning 30 while the rest of the gang is flashing back to their 30th birthdays. And, you know, the good things that happen, the bad things to where, you know, you cut to Joey who's like, Why? Why we had a deal that I wouldn't that I wouldn't turn thirty, you know, and just uh, that I wouldn't get this old to be thirty years old. It's pretty funny, and we get just you know the depression of Rachel that she's trying to settle into this, and the funny moment. Hope I get the card. Hope I get this right with the birthday card that Chandler picked up for Rachel to where, if I remember right, it said, hey, Grandma, it's better to be over the hill than under it, <laughs> to which she just breaks down in tears, and uh, everybody just looks at Chandler, and Monica's like, this is why I don't let you pick out cards. <laughs> this is why this is not your job. Something along those lines, not exact quotes, but just a really funny moment, and I just, I love that episode so much because everybody can relate to that when you hit the 30 mark and it's just you know where you're trying to figure out your life and she's trying to figure out where she's at at turning 30 years old to where she's not where she had planned to be in her life and she's even doing the numbers in her head where she was like I was going to be in a relationship at such and such point and married at this age and then a kid at this age so by my calculations I need to be going on a date like with this person like six years ago or something not not again don't quote but something along those lines you know and just a really funny episode and there's so many great flashbacks and just just an episode that I really really love Number nine, The One with the Halloween Party, Season 8, Episode 6. It aired on November 1st, 2001. Monica and Chandler host a Halloween party with highlights consisting of Phoebe meeting the guy that was dating her twin sister, Rachel being a pushover handling the trick-or-treaters at the door, and of course the arm wrestling showdown, which was the worst arm wrestling match ever of all time between Chandler and Ross, where neither one of them could even move the other one because they were both so weak. 
And this also has the episode with Chandler in the bunny costume to wear, where he's wearing that. And, uh, you know, he's just not happy over it. Monica says, well, you know what? It was either this or no bunny at all. And Chandler answers with the great line of no bunny at all. Always no bunny at all. (laughs) If there's the choice, just a lot of good stuff in this episode. And uh, I really like that one as well. They had a lot of good, uh, costume episodes over the years you know going back to what i was talking about where they did the segment last week on uh on the episode where they were looking back at some of the costumes that they had wore and outfits and things so number eight the one with all the poker season one episode 18 march 2nd 1995 this is a fun episode with the group all getting together playing poker. One thing that was really good about season one is they did a lot of episodes like this to where you'd get the group all together and you see their dynamic. You know, it's, that's one thing they were really good about in season one as we continue to be introduced to these characters. And of course, in this poker, the guys are loud and arrogant and the girls are learning and they, they actually they get just demolished the first time around. So they bring in a poker pro that they're trying to learn from and get tips from. And that's funny stuff there. So they get their tips and they're way better later on. And the game comes down to a big showdown between Ross and Rachel on the last hand to where the stakes keep getting raised, including the girls backing up Rachel and the guys bringing backing up Ross and hilarious happenings, including, you know, where Ross is like, uh, Joey, I'm a little shy. And Joey says, that's okay. You can ask me anything. He's like, no, <laughs> I'm shy the amount. I, I, I need, I need some, I need something to put in here to even up with what the stakes have went up here. So during this game, we also had the moment of, where Rachel learned that she didn't get the job that she was applying for. And she's at this point, you know, she's, she's really struggling. She's trying to get her life going at this point. She's struggling with money. And this job thing was a major hit for her. So of course, Ross, who is completely in love with her, he's having a hard time in this. He's watching her struggle, but yet there's this, there's a lot of trash talking that had been going on between the two of them through this. So he's he's really wanting to win. And of course the girls had been putting on a show in this uh in this poker match here, poker game. So we get down to you know the last moments and Rachel ends up winning. And all the girls are celebrating. And Ross, you know, all the guys are like, oh, you know what? It was it was close. You know, that's a tough hand to beat. And he's like, yeah, it really is. But look how happy she is. And Joey and Chandler start feeling this out. And they all dive for his cards thinking, oh, he won and he threw this. And Ross wouldn't let the cards up to where we even could see if he had won. But, you know, the general feeling was that he had thrown the poker game, you know, for Rachel to, uh, to bring some happiness to her after she'd been having such a bad night. So episode or my, yeah, episode seven, my seventh favorite 
The one where Rachel has a baby. Season 8, episodes 23 and 24. This was the finale of season 8. May 16th, 2002 was the air date. Rachel's water breaks and she is off to the hospital for the delivery. Things don't happen as fast for Rachel though as she watches multiple soon-to-be moms going into labor while she waits and waits and waits with one of them being a returning Janice who is going to be a new mom and we also get the funny moment of where the one woman comes into the room and within five seconds she goes into the labor and she's right back out the door to which Rachel just fumes like you've got to be kidding me that she's been there forever at this point so we also, of course, Chandler and Monica, they spend the episode trying to sneak off, hoping to try for a baby of their own. And then the other dynamic we've got in this episode is, you know, Ross and Rachel are going to have the baby, but they're not together. And Rachel has a conversation with Janice about, you know, you're, you two are going to have this baby together, but you're not together. What are you going to do? when Ross is going off on dates and everything, and you're trying to take care of this baby. And we get a lot of that. We also get, you know, the, the feelings that Joey has been having for Rachel. And we have the mistake of the engagement ring landing, which was going to be Ross proposing and instead, Joey finds the ring on the floor, turns to Rachel, and so in Rachel's eyes, it looks like Joey's getting ready to propose, and she goes, okay. And that's how we get left, including, you know, the clip of Ross on his way to the room with flowers in his hand, you know, to where he's about to make his move. So that was quite an awesome cliffhanger that they left us with on season eight. Number six, sixth favorite episode of Friends, the one where no one is ready. Season three, episode two, September 26, 1996 was the air date for this episode. Of course, told the story of this episode last week. They gave us some more backstory where Matt LeBlanc got injured while they were shooting this episode. This is, of course, the one where Ross is giving a speech at a fundraiser, and the whole episode revolves around the group getting ready to leave for it, or actually the lack of getting ready for it. As I said last week, they shot it like a play where everybody's in the apartment, they were going to shoot it in order, and then when Matt LeBlanc got hurt, they had to stop filming, and then they went back and filmed the rest of this episode later. And we get a lot of great things in this episode, including... You know, as I spoke on, Chandler and Joey battling out through the whole episode over this chair and also wearing a lot of clothes to where they're doing whatever they can to get the other out of the chair to which Joey comes in wearing all of Chandler's clothes. <laughs> and uh, just a great, great scene. And of course, the payoff for this episode is Rachel uh, finally where she's trying to get ready. Well, also we have the moment where Monica is, uh, she's trying to call Richard and she keeps getting his answering machine. She knows the code to get into his answering machine. There's a female voice on his machine and she's trying to figure out if that's like his new girl or something. 
and finds out that it finds out that it was his sister but now she's gotten into the machine and she just keeps digging herself deeper to where she accidentally records an outgoing message that tells some very personal things about herself gets in an argument with his sister when she when she calls and to give you a date on the timing of this episode she calls and then hangs up when his sister picks up and then the phone rings right back and it's caller ID and Phoebe's like yeah they got caller ID you should really get that so that really timed this episode out and of course the payoff at the end Rachel is still trying to get ready and then Ross snaps at her telling her very firmly just go in there get in that room put something on and let's go to where she goes okay <laughs> and she wanders off and she comes out in her sweats and she's not going so we get a lot of like fun hijinks there at the end to where you know he apologizes and makes it up to her and they're off and she ends up getting dressed and they're all off finally to the fundraiser but it's just i love that episode a whole lot Number five, the one with Ross's wedding. Season four, episodes 23 and 24, the season finale of episode four. Original air date, May 7th, 1998. And of course, we know how all this went. Repeat after me. I, Ross, take the Emily. I, Ross, take the Rachel. The whole room gasp. Phoebe gasp on the phone back in New York. We all gasp in front of our TVs at home watching on NBC. And everything's at a standstill. So, of course, the storyline of this episode was Ross and Emily's wedding taking place in London. The group all travels overseas except for Phoebe, who is back at home in New York City. She's pregnant and unable to travel. And Rachel stays back to take care of Phoebe but also with the decision not just to take care of Phoebe, but she's also looking at it as, you know, a few episodes before she got the invitation and she wasn't sure if she was going to mark herself as going or not going. And she was really struggling with the awkwardness for her to be there and also that she was still in love with Ross and that she didn't want to see him marry somebody else. So, Rachel, of course, ends up deciding to go to London to tell Ross she loves him. And when she's talking to Phoebe, she's like, oh my goodness, I still love Ross. Like, why didn't you tell me? And Phoebe's like, we thought you knew. We thought you had already do this. So, Rachel ends up taking off to the airport. Phoebe can do nothing about it because she can't get up. She can't move. So... She, uh, Rachel gets to the airport, forgets, I believe she forgot her passport, comes back to the apartment, storms through there, and Phoebe's like, oh good, you're back, you're not going to do this, and of course Rachel's right back out the door, to which Phoebe's like, why am I always pregnant when she does this, to where I can't do anything about it? So Rachel is on her way to London, and of course we get the moment to where Rachel shows up, but she doesn't say anything, she sees the happiness of Emily and Ross together, and she decides to just lay back and she doesn't do anything about it. And she sits and watches the wedding. And, of course, talks to Ross. This is before the wedding, before the ceremony. 
So she shows up at the wedding, everything is going well, and then Ross says the wrong name. So left us with a major cliffhanger for the summer to where all of us Friends fans are waiting for season five going, what in the world's going to happen? How's this going to play out? So some other funny things in this episode, we get the sightseeing tourist stuff with uh, Chandler and Joey. And another moment they have, you know, early in that episode is where Joey is homesick at first and they, uh, he sees the cheers open with the theme song playing, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and him just getting sadder to where he's getting even more homesick. And it's so funny, whenever I hear that song, of course, most people think of, fr- I think of Cheers, my friend's nerd self thinks of this scene from Friends of Joey looking miserable in front of the TV. So, yeah, this is one of the biggest storyline twists of the season. And, of course, it, we get another big storyline twist in the next season you know when we get to london and we get the tease of monica and chandler so it all kept playing out from there number four the one with the blackout season one episode seven it aired on november 3rd 1994 a citywide blackout in new york city results in different happenings rachel falls for an italian guy after finding his cat roaming around in the dark The two end up hitting it off just in time for the lights to come back on to the shock of Ross, who sees them kissing right in front of him. And we also learn that gum is perfection when Chandler gets stuck in a bank vestibule with a very well-known model. Of course, her name was Jill Goodacre, and we... It's... We get... All through his stuff, we're getting, like, his inner... Thoughts. We're getting the voiceovers of everything he's thinking in his head of that he's stuck in this vestibule where neither of them can go anywhere with just this beautiful model. And he calls he calls uh calls the apartment and he's trying to mutter the words that he's stuck in a in a vestibule with Jill Goodacre. And he's saying it in a way to where Monica's on the phone with him. And he's going, I'm stuck in a vestibule. And she's like, what? I can't understand you. And he says it again. He's like, just put Joey on the phone. And Joey gets on the phone. And he says, he starts muttering it the same way again. And of course, Joey understands him immediately. He's like, oh my goodness, he's stuck in a vestibule with Joe Goodacre. This is amazing. But we just get like all these things to where you get your typical Chandler comedy of where he's just doing everything wrong with this with this model. And uh, and the two of them end up hitting it off and becoming friends while they're in there stuck together. Of course, the end of the episode, you know, he's looking up at the bank cameras and saying, yeah, uh, my account number is such and such and such and such. Uh, I don't. I'm. I don't know if you captured any of that on video, but if I could get a video of all this, this would be fantastic. You know, kind of in those words. But just a great episode, a lot of fun, and it was another one of those season one episodes to where things just kick off, and that's where you know we're learning this group and we're getting to know them. 
Number three, the one with the prom video, season two, episode 14. February 1st, 1996 was the air date for this episode. This episode provided one of the most famous scenes in the history of the show. It might actually be the most famous scene. It might be the one everybody comes back to. Of course, I'm a big hopeless romantic, so I loved the prom video stuff. So the premise of the show, this episode, is that Monica and Rachel find their prom video of them getting getting dressed for the prom and all the, everybody hanging out. And this consists of Rachel getting stood up for her date. Her date doesn't show. And while they are at while this is going on, Ross and Monica's parents talk him into getting dressed up to surprise her and be her knight in shining armor, you know, to where he's going to show up and take her and take her to the prom. So as Ross is ready to swoop in to the rescue, Rachel's date shows up. And out they do out the door they go to a very sad Ross wa- watching from the stairs, and Rachel had no idea that this had happened until she saw the video. She had no idea that Ross was was going to do this for her. So while watching the video, she sees this, and it results in the big kiss, you know, that we'd been waiting on, and that. Here's Ross and Rachel, and here we go. You know, just a classic Friends moment. And, yeah, just good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in that one. Number two. Two, two, two. The One with the Football, Season 3, Episode 9, November 21st, 1996 was the air date. I've talked about this with the Thanksgiving episodes. This is one of the big Friends Thanksgiving episodes where they all play football out in, outside, out in the backyard, or whatever it was, kind of out in the, I don't know what you call it, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I guess it was kind of a little, little park there, outside, outside their place, outside the apartments there, and the gang ends up playing football with Ross and Monica's competitive football spirit returning to where they were not allowed to play football anymore because they got too competitive with one another as kids. And, of course, the results end up with Ross and Monica getting ugly, Rachel going along, the boys trying to impress a woman, and Phoebe just having a lot of fun. (laughs) And it's a fun episode, and I love it. And that sits at number two. Number one, my favorite Friends episode, The One with the Embryos, Season 4, Episode 12, January 15th, 1998, was... The date for this episode, the airing date, the episode is named after the story with Phoebe in this episode, but for me, this episode is all about the bet. This is where Ross hosts a trivia contest between Joey and Chandler against Rachel and Monica, seeing who knows the other better, and the stakes continue to get going, the trash talking gets bigger and bigger, and they end up putting the apartment on the line where the boys say, we get your apartment if we win. And the apartment ends up on the line. The guys win. And, of course, they put on the other side, they put uh, they put on the line uh, the birds. <laughs> they put the birds on the line to where Rachel was tired of hearing all hearing the rooster and of course there's the great scene at the beginning of this episode to where she's hearing the rooster in the other 
in the other apartment and she comes running across from the other way through the hallway and banging on the door. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> it's like, what is that noise? And they answer the door like, you, <laughs> you're the noise. So that's what it ended up being. The guys put that on the line. The girls put the apartment on the line and the guys win. And of course we got a lot. We got mileage out of that for several episodes to go to where the boys move into the apartment and the girls have to move over to the other and just good stuff. I still laugh hard at that episode. Everybody still references so many things in this episode. It has so many big lines and yeah, it's, uh, and it was great too on the friends reunion. Again, they spoofed it to where they were doing friends trivia as a way to bring in some surprise guest stars onto this and yeah, so that is my top 10 list. Of course, this list I had written a while back. It's several years ago that I wrote that blog po post. Blog post. Blog post. Let's see if I can talk tonight. So, but I looked it over and I thought, you know what? That really, it still holds. Yeah, I'm, I'm still content with that list. I'm sure there's some other episodes I could flip-flop, but I'm I'm really content with my top 10 list. I think it still holds all these years later. So yeah, there's a lot going on with friends in the last couple of weeks, and that's it for part two of the Friends Reunion podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening this week. Take care. God bless. Hope you have a great weekend.